everyone, welcome to our Sunday celebration. I hope that you and all your loved ones are keeping safe during these times. If you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel or our Facebook page, I suggest that you do so immediately so that you can be updated with all our latest content. Thank you very much and God bless you. Hey, welcome home. I can't wait to stick my hand out and welcome you back to church. Oh, but sorry, I can't stick my hand out. I only can say a welcome. So welcome to the Colombo Gospel Tabernacle. Let's go in and let's have a great time of worship as we worship the Lord together right in our home, away from home. God bless you. Let's have a wonderful time in his presence today. Hey, one more thing before we go in. Would you type in and tell us where you are watching from and how many are joining you to watch this online service? Would you do that? Would you type right now? Type away and tell us where you are watching us from and how many are following you. God bless you as we do that. Let's go in now.
HeadTab family, let's gather together right now as we're coming around the Lord's table. We're going to take the bread and the wine. And would you gather around with your family and let's all receive the bread and the wine together. And as we do that and as we get ready, I want to remind you of what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I'm reading from verse 1. It says, now brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel. You know, we need a reminding of the gospel. And this is a reminder when we come around the bread and the wine because Jesus called us to come and to receive and to do things in remembrance of him. And we need to remind ourselves of what God has done. And then Paul goes on to say, I preach to you which you received and on which you have taken your stand. The gospel is what on which that we have taken our stand. And by this gospel, you and I have been saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preach to you, otherwise you are believed in vain. And so a wonderful thing is it's a progressive salvation because we are coming around the bread and the wine asking God to forgive us of our sins and asking him to search our hearts and to help us to live a godly life and to do this right to the end until Jesus comes. So he says, for what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance that Christ Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, that is Peter, and then to the twelve, the disciples, and after that he appeared to more than 500 of the brothers and sisters at the same time, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep, some have died. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, he appeared to me also. So Paul is talking about this wonderful gospel message. He's talking about the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so what we want to do right now is to read the scriptures and to get ready to receive the emblems as we gather together around in our homes and as I lead you through this section. Shall we... Search our hearts right now. Let's ask God, God, help me to remember the gospel. Forgive me for where I am wrong, where I have sinned against you. And Father, I want to receive these emblems, Lord, knowing that it's your blood that cleanses me of all my sin and all my unrighteousness. I'm going to read to you from the scriptures from 1 Corinthians 11, 23 onwards. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So he gave thanks and then he broke the bread. And he said, receive this and do this in remembrance of me. Shall we lift the bread to heaven right now? Lift it up and let's get ready to partake of this bread, which reminds us of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus said, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this 
in remembrance of me. Shall we do this in remembrance of Jesus and thankfully receive the bread at this time? And then he took the cup and he said, this cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Shall we do this in remembrance of him, church? And let's receive it thankfully and say, thank you, Jesus, for what you did on the cross of Calvary for us. Let's receive the wine together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for all you did for us on the cross of Calvary. Help us to always remind ourselves of this wonderful gospel on which we have taken our stand. And Lord, let us live our lives in COVID-19 and throughout our lives to bring you honor and glory till the very end. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen and amen.
to see so many of you are giving amidst being stretched financially during this period of time. Well, we are called to be faithful with the little as much as we are faithful with the much. Thank you very much for your giving. Well, you can continue to give by visiting our church anytime between 10 to 4 during the weekdays or using any of the channels below. Thank you very much and may God bless you as you continue to give. Good morning everyone and thank you once again for joining us this wonderful Sunday morning. As we have come together in worshipping the Lord, what a joy, what a privilege, what a blessing it is that we get to worship God and celebrate who Christ is and what He's done in each and every one of our lives, even as we celebrated the Holy Communion this morning. Our God is a God who redeems, our God is a God who restores. And this God who redeems and restores wants to raise you and me up to also recover whatever the enemy or any pandemic may have taken from our lives externally or internally. Our God is a God who restores. Would you turn to your neighbor and say, our God is a God who restores. So this morning, I want to talk to you from a Bible passage found in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 1 to 8. I want to talk to you about the road to recovery. The road to recovery. I want to talk to you about some journeys that we must take, some steps that we must take in this road to recovering everything that God has given to us and everything that God has purposed and planned for your life and my life. So 1 Samuel chapter 30, we're going to read from verse 1 down to verse 8. It says this, Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag, attacked Ziglag and burned it with fire, and had taken captive the women and those who were there. From small to great, they did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was burnt with fire, and their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinoam the Jezreelitess, and Abigail the widow of Nabal the Carmelite, had been taken captive. Now David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, please bring the ephod here to me. And Abiathar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. And I want to encourage you this day that no matter what you may have lost in your life, whether it was due to the global pandemic that struck the world and brought the world to its knees three months back, or whether it's a loss that came about as a result of wrong choices and, and wrong decisions and wrong directions in your life by your failures, your mistakes, I want you to know our God is a God who redeems, our God is a God who restores, and our God is a God who raises us up to recover it all. So would you turn to your neighbor? Here's an encouraging word and a promise before we get deep into the word this morning. Would you turn to one another and say, Pursue, overtake, and recover all. 
pursue, overtake, and recover all. And I believe that from the word of God and by the power of the Holy Spirit, that this week and for the coming days, God is going to give you strength and life to pursue, to overtake whatever has overtaken you, to pursue whatever that has taken from you, and to recover it all amen if you believe that where you are in the comments say amen and give a clap offering of praise to our god we know as a nation we have just come out of lock lock in and you know there are regulations protocols and processes that the ministry of health has set in motion in regard to us recovering as a nation recovering physically recovering economically recovering educationally recovering you know in so many ways and while that is the case we also need to recognize that you know while we had to recover from so many things that are external what also needs to be done is to recover things internally the story that we read today is a story about how David and his men come back to their hometown after going to battle and to find the Amalekites had invaded their hometown called Ziglag and they have taken their wives their children and all their possessions that means probably their retirement plan their savings everything had been taken away from them and they found themselves you know in an external situation that had broken them also on the inside just imagine after coming from great victory all to find your own hometown plundered invaded and in a sense that's what we have gone through globally through the covid-19 pandemic isn't it this covid-19 pandemic had had invaded our cities our nations our homes and has not only sometimes taken things external just imagine the people who have lost externally lives of loved ones who have lost their jobs who have lost their financial footing and security just imagine what they may be going through and what they lost externally but whenever there is an external loss there is also internal struggles there are internal battles that people begin to feel because the reality is that you know we were all in this world we were going about living happily living very secure very safe lives living very peaceful lives enjoying everything around us until this pandemic came and brought the entire world to its knees and whenever we face a pandemic of such magnitude it will also affect people internally just as it affected david's men you know and you find david's men and david you know all of them together what do they do when they find what has happened when they discover this external pandemic that they had to face the reality of it what happened was this that they were really broken so much so it says that they wept until they had no more strength to weep that they grieved until they had no more strength to grieve they had to shed tears until they have no more tears to shed we all know when things happen in our life externally things also affect us internally and one of the internal some of the internal effects of even this pandemic or whenever we go through life's difficulties and challenges and circumstances in our life is what that we know there is fear there is stress there is a restlessness we feel you know empty we feel defeated we feel de depressed we feel discouraged and there are all these internal struggles that come but i want us to know something you can't recover anything externally until you have come to that place where you have recovered internally so i just want to encourage us today whatever you may have lost god is going to help you to pursue to overtake and recover all so for the life of david let's go on a journey of looking at some fundamental vital steps in recovering all once again would you turn to your neighbor and say pursue overtake and recover all pursue overtake 
and recover all. And we release the life of God, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit into your homes, into your lives, whether you're an adult or a child, to pursue, to overtake, and to recover. The first thing that we need to do in recovering all on this road to recovery is this. We have to be real. We had to be real about what has happened in our lives. We had to be real about what has happened on the inside of our life as much as what has happened on the outside. The reality is there's a lot of acknowledgement of the devastation, the destruction that this pandemic has brought about externally. But a very little attention is paid and given to what it has done internally in the lives of people. People have lost their livelihood and therefore people who were once feeling secure now are feeling insecure. People, you know, who went about without any fear today are fearful to get out of the house, to come in contact today. You know, as I mentioned a thought for the day, people are afraid of people because we are afraid that we may catch from another the COVID-19 virus. And there is fear. There is a lot of, you know, stress. And then if you have lost your job and or you have taken a pay cut, it's very easy also internally to become bitter with your bosses, with your superiors, with your company. And I want to encourage us this. The more you do not recover internally, the more it delays in you recovering things externally. And so here is the PowerPoint that I want to leave with you from this passage. David's men, before they could recover externally everything, they had to recover internally as they came and as they grieved, as they became real. You know, you find how David finds strength in the Lord his God. So I want to encourage you. Our God is a redeemer God, a restoring God that raises us to recover all. But for that to happen, we must first recover internally before we recover externally. The first thing that you and I need to recover internally, to recover externally, is we must be real about our feelings and what's going on in our life. See, these were no ordinary men. These were great men of war, valiant men, courageous men, hulking men. And today, if they were in our society, they would probably be labeled as sissies because, you know, men are not supposed to be vulnerable. Men are not supposed to cry. But can I tell you, hallelujah, real men are people who are never afraid to be vulnerable, never afraid to acknowledge their struggles, to acknowledge what they're going through. Because in the place of vulnerability and acknowledgement of what's happening on the inside, there is a release and a renewing of strength that God brings about. And so... Here's what you need to do. We need to be those who are willing to pour out our feelings. If you want to recover things externally and walk in victory and walk in what God has purposed for your life, you have to recover internally because if not, what has happened on the inside is going to keep you paralyzed. That's what happened to these men. You know, they poured out, but they did not pour back in. David poured out. David also grieved. He poured out, but as he poured out, he also poured in. When you pour out, but don't pour in, what happens is you will begin to play the blame game. Not only will you play the blame game, you will begin to belittle the people around you. That's what David's men did. They became real about their emotions and feelings as David were. They poured out their feelings. They released their feelings, but they did not replace it with the things of God in the areas of what they released internally. I want us to know, in this, this thing, we have to be real about our struggles. You know, there's nothing wrong in being real. Faith does not mean we live in denial. We need to acknowledge the devastation that has happened externally. And also to acknowledge whatever damage and hurt it may have caused us internally as well. Because it's in that place God can begin to heal, that God can begin to restore, and God can begin to replace. But when we release things, we must also replace what we have released with the things of God. When you poured out 
things, you must make sure you pour in into that place that you have poured out things, that empty space, poured it in with the things of God. Because David did not blame. David's men, you know, it says they spoke of stoning David. In other words, they began to blame David for what had happened to their family. They probably thought, David, you are our leader. You should have known better. You should have kept at least some of us to protect our own family, our own hometown. You didn't. As a leader, you didn't lead us. You didn't protect us. And it was so easy in that place of brokenness, in a place where they were battered internally, bruised internally, to play the blame game and to belittle those. But David, he could have reacted. But David did not react. He responded. Because in a place where you are real, and where you pour out and you pour in, where you release, but yet you replace with the things of God, there is no reaction, but there is a response. There is no blaming others, but there is rising up to be, not only just to recover things for yourself, but to recover things on behalf of others who do not have strength as well. I want to encourage you today, today even right now where you are, or even right now after this celebration, would you take a few moments to go into your prayer closet, to go into that secret place, or even as a family, maybe there has been tension in your family, maybe there has been tension in your relationship, maybe there has been uncertainty in your future, where you are, would you come before God, get real with God, get honest with God, be, get, get raw with God and say, God, I'm struggling right now. I'm struggling with fear, with uncertainty. God, I just need you. Lord, I'm broken by this situation. I'm broken by what we have had to go through. And would you, where you are, get real. And as you get real, release those things on the inside of you so God can replace it with the things of God on the inside of you as well. The second thing that I want to encourage us to do is not just to be real, but on the road to recovery, the second step is also about renewed strength. Renewed strength. We've got to understand that, you know, David not only just was real along with his men. David did, took some steps further in order to recover all, not just for himself, but also for his men as well. And the Bible says in verse 6 that David went and found strength in the Lord his God. Just imagine, there's already a pandemic going on. There's already, you know, suffering and pain and grieving. And over on top of that, David has to deal with his own men now, talking about stoning him. These were the men who were destitute. These were the men who had no hope, but that David had taken under his wing of leadership, built them up, equipped them, raised them. And now they are no longer known as men of distress and debt and discouragement and defeat, but they are known as dynamic mighty men of David and these very men talk about stoning David but you know what David did David renewed his strength in the Lord David was not just real but he also renewed his strength in the Lord you can't recover anything until you come to a place of renewed strength why as I mentioned before when things happen on the outside things happen on the inside that drains us physically drains us emotionally and mentally and even drains us relationally and so every day when we go through stuff we if we want to recover back what the enemy has taken what pandemics may have taken from us what life storms may take from us you know we need to be those who come to a place of renewing our strength in the lord in in proverbs chapter 24 verse 10 we are said this 
You know, Proverbs 24.10 says, you will faint in the day of adversity if your strength is too small. You will faint in the day of adversity if your strength is too small. Now, Proverbs does not say the reason for your fainting in the day of trouble, in the day of hardship, is not because your trouble and your adversity is so big and so strong, but it's because your strength is too small. Your strength is too small. And that's one of the reasons why every one of us tend to cave in and give in under circumstances and situations internally and externally. It's because sometimes we have not taken time to deepen our strength in the Lord, to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. See, David recognized God is the source of his strength. You know, in a time where people could not strengthen him. There are going to be times in your life and my life we will look to people around us, we will look to things around us, but they would not have the capacity nor the ability to strengthen you and me. And that is why we need to go not to our resources, but go to our source for strength, who is the Lord our God, as it was in the life of David. I want to ask you this simple question. Whom do you run to when you are distressed? Whom do you run to when you are faced with life situations? I want to encourage us. While it's great that God releases strength through resources, be a person who trains your heart and life to go to the source who is God himself to find your strength in God so your strength is renewed in the Lord. Just the other day, I was um, reading a Christian magazine, and this Christian magazine, it was talking about strengthening and deepening our relationship with God. And, and I came across this tree, a picture of a tree in this magazine. It was, it was this huge tree. The branches were spread wide, and it was this huge tree on the outside. But, you know, it had collapsed, but the roots were so small. And, you know, the author tells there that the reason why when this storm came that this huge tree, this humongous tree on the outside collapsed was because while the branches were huge and the tree on the outside, on the, on the top level looked huge, the roots were so small. I want to encourage you to this. Don't let, don't let the weight, the length and the breadth of your roles and responsibilities to outgrow the strength of your relationship with God. Don't let the length and the breadth and the width of your responsibilities to outgrow the strength of your relationship with God. Because when that happens, here's what happens. Just like that tree, we may sometimes, you know, we are so focused on growing. We are so focused on spreading our branches. We are so focused on growing taller and growing wider. And so we are, we are widening our future. We are widening responsibilities. We are looking at ways of widening our roles and and widening this, and in that process, we don't take time to strengthen and to deepen the roots of our relationship with God. As much as we are, we are spreading the branches, we must make sure the roots go deeper and the roots also spread deeper and wider so the tree is strengthened and we do not fall under it. And that's what really David did. David found strength in the Lord his God. And while mighty men were collapsing under the pressure and the pandemic they were going through, one man called David finds his strength in God. And he stands firm. And he's ready to take on the Amalekites and recover everything that the enemy has taken from his life. Why? Because he learned to renew his strength. We've got to understand, we all grow in responsibilities and roles. And you know, we've got to understand as we grow in responsibilities and roles, we must make sure that our relationship with God also grows with it. As we expand, as there is a lengthening, there has to be a strengthening that happens simultaneously as well. And so 
We find, you know, when we, were, when we were kids and going to school, we did not have much roles and responsibilities other than studying. But as we finished schooling, you started working, you got married, you got children, and you have grandchildren. What happened? Our roles and responsibilities increase. And as our roles and responsibilities increase, we must always make sure that our relationship with God gets deepened and strengthened as well. How can you and I come to God who is our source and have renewed strength no matter what we are going through? It is by number one, coming to the source. David's source was God. David's source was not his men. David's source was strength, was not his family, was not his finances. Today, can I ask you, who is your source? Is God your source? Is God your source? Or have you made people your source? Have you made your finances your source? Have you made people, possessions, and positions your source? I want you to know, the, the real source, the true source of real strength that never fails is God. And so come to God who is the source of your strength. Secondly, wait on God's presence and draw strength from God. See, David, you know, he, he got to God's presence and he found strength in the Lord is God. He waited on the Lord. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, Though they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They will mount up on wings like eagles. Hallelujah. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint, the Bible says. And so I want to encourage us, you know, to renew your strength in the Lord. The third thing that is very vital and important in your life and my life, in order to recover all, to pursue, to overtake and recover all is this. The first thing is be real. The second thing is be a person who renews your strength. Thirdly, be a person who is receptive to what God is saying. The latter part of verse 6 says this. It says, that David not only found strength in the Lord is God, but it says that David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue them? Shall, will I overtake them? And the Lord answered David and said, you will pursue and you will overtake and you will recover all. I want to encourage you. A soul that seeks God's strength is a soul that God will speak to. A soul that seeks God's strength is a soul that God speaks to. In other words, a soul that makes God their inspiration is a soul that receives instruction to recover all. you got to understand that before David received instruction, David had made the Lord his inspiration. In a place where God is your inspiration, God is the source of your inspiration, God is the, is the source of your force, God is the source of your motivation, God is the, is the, force of your, the source of your strength. In a place where God becomes your strength, and your inspiration in that place, God releases instruction. I want you to know, sometimes, you know, we, we come to God and we ask for instruction because we are interested in getting out of our issue than actually drawing close to God and being rooted in God. And sometimes, you know, when we don't make the Lord our inspiration and we come to him for instruction, there are times that the Lord will not give you instruction. Why? Because you have not made the Lord your inspiration. Notice, the Lord was first David's inspiration. David found strength in the Lord his God. Then he received instruction. We have two men parallelly in this story. One is David, the next king, and then you have Saul, who is already the king. In 1 Samuel chapter 28, as Saul is threatened by the Philistine army, the Bible says in 1 Samuel 28 verse 6, and Saul inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered him not, 
not by dreams, not by the Urim, nor by the prophets. Now, two men inquire the Lord, but he only answers one man with instructions as to how he can recover and have victory. And that one man was David. Why did not God answer Saul? Because when you study the life of Saul, you see something even at that point. Saul never made the Lord his inspiration. The Saul made people his inspiration. And therefore, it was always about pleasing people and giving you the pleasures and the pressures of people. Saul never made the Lord his inspiration, but David made the Lord his inspiration. And because David made the Lord his inspiration, the Lord gave him instruction to recover all. You've got to understand, when you make the Lord your strength, God will speak to you. God will lead you. God will instruct you. We even find in the life of Elijah, remember Elijah after a great victory in Mount Carmel in 1 Kings 18, 1 Kings 19, he's threatened by Jezebel. He's running for his life. He's discouraged. He's disheartened. He regrets the day he was born. He wanted to die. And you know, before God could instruct Elijah, he begins to inspire Elijah because in Elijah's life, God was his inspiration. God was his motivation. God was his source for strength. And so before the Lord can tell Elijah, Elijah, this is what I want you to do. This is what I have prepared. This is where I want you to go. I want you to anoint Jehu. I want you to anoint Elisha as the next prophet to take your place. Before God gives Elijah instructions, what does God do as Elijah makes the Lord his inspiration? The Lord feeds Elijah. The Lord gives rest to Elijah's body and spirit. And then the Lord you know, reveals himself in a still small voice and gives instruction. We find in the life of Jesus, this was true as well. You know, when, when God is your inspiration, the instructions will follow. And when the instructions follow, we had to be receptive. In Luke chapter 4, the Bible says that Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus' inspiration was his heavenly Father. And he was filled with the Holy Spirit. When he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he is led by the Spirit. He is led by the Spirit. He is instructed by the Spirit. And because God is his inspiration, the inspiration brings about instruction. And then it says that he is led out of the wilderness in the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to encourage us. You know, if you are asking God for instruction and you are not hearing God's instruction, the question I'm asking you is, is God first your inspiration? Why would God give you instruction if you've not made the Lord your inspiration? David received instruction how to recover all because God was his inspiration. And then finally, the final thing I want to encourage you is this. Not only do we have to be those who are real, who renew our strength, and those who are receptive to what God is saying, but we have to be those who revive others in the process of recovering what we have lost. The Bible says in, in the same chapter how, you know, David is on his way to recover all. But he comes across an Egyptian boy. He comes across an Egyptian boy who has been left by the Amalekites. And as he's left by the Amalekites, David takes time. David does not pass him by. David doesn't say, I'm too busy for this. But David stops and takes care to revive an Egyptian boy with what David had to give what this boy did not have. And David takes the time to feed him with bread and with raisin. And the Bible says that as this Egyptian boy was fed, that his strength returned to him. Now, I want us to understand, the Lord gave David instruction to pursue, overtake, and recover, but God did not give the complete strategy and the direction to David, but God brought about that strategy and direction by the boy that David stopped to revive in the, in the journey of recovering. And I want us to understand that David had something this boy did not have. 
And I want you to know something. You and I have something that others don't have. And while we are on this journey to recover things internally and to recover things externally, don't forget to revive those who are on that journey to give to them what you already have. See, today people may have possessions, they may have positions, they may have power. But you know what they don't have? They don't have pardon. We have pardon because we have Jesus in our life. And this journey, there are many people where sin has battered and bruised people and left people to die in an eternal death and an eternal damnation and destination. And those of us who have been revived by God in this journey of recovering, don't forget to revive those on the way to your journey so that they too can be revived and touched by God. So they too can, be, can experience what you and I are experiencing. I want to encourage us today. Hallelujah. As God leads you to recover, don't forget to revive those on the way. If you have received comfort and encouragement on the journey to recover things, don't forget to revive others who do not have that encouragement, who do not have that comfort. Give to others what you already have, but what they don't have. That's what David did. And you know what happened? When you do things to people who can't repay you back, God will put it into your account and God will make sure it comes back to you in a 30, a 60, a 100 fold because God is a debtor of no person. When you revive others, God will make sure you remain renewed, you remain revived, you remain receptive, you remain real, that you can recover it all. So our prayer today, and we're going to pray right now in a few moments, is to recover all. And I want to just, you know, declare a prophetic word, you know, over everyone today. I would, we want to really appreciate, you know, people who have been serving the Lord and serving his people in the Tab family, you know, tirelessly and sacrificially. We want to really honor and appreciate every one of you at the, at the, at the Gospel Tab family for having given generously, you know, in taking care of people who have no money and no food. You have given to others, as David did this Egyptian boy, what they didn't have, you had given because you have. And, you know, not only that, we want to, you know, appreciate the, the entire pastoral team all over the Gospel Tabernacle, you know, to appreciate our church anywhere we are online team, our worship team members, our TSS members. You know, you have served the Lord sacrificially and people, not because you have nothing else to do, not because you have figured everything out in your life, because of your heart for God and your heart for people. And I want to declare, as you have done so sacrificially, that God would accelerate whatever you have lost, that God would accelerate and renew your strength, that God would release His instructions as you made Him His inspiration, and that God would enable you and anoint you to revive people so that you can recover it all, not just for yourself, but for everyone around you. Hallelujah. I want us to just rise to our feet where we are. And can we just pray and just say, God, hallelujah. Where you are, I just want to encourage you. Would you come to God right now? And would you take a few moments to be real with God? Would you come and say, God, this is what I'm going through right now on the inside. God, there's so much of fear. There's so much of struggle. There's so much of tension. Hallelujah. Maybe you lost the joy. Maybe you lost the peace. Maybe you're feeling troubled and turmoil on the inside. Maybe you're discouraged and you're feeling depressed. Where you are, can I encourage you right now? 
where you are, would you come and just get real with God? Maybe as a family, you all are going through some tough times. As a family, would you just hold your hands right now and get together as a family and where you are, hallelujah, mom, dad, husband, wife, would you lead out in prayer and say, God, this is what we are feeling right now. This is what we are going through right now. I want you to know in that place where you become real, God renews, God releases supernatural strength into you. And as you're pouring out the deep things of your heart, would you say, God, as I'm pouring it out, would you pour in the things of your presence? Hallelujah. As I'm released, as we are releasing right now, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Right now, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Release the fear so God can fill it with faith. Hallelujah. Release the bitterness so God can fill it with his benevolence, with his love. Release that place where you have given up to a place where, you, where God gets you up. Hallelujah. Just where you are. Release the fury and let God fill it with forgiveness in your life right now. Just where you are right now. Would you just pour it out to God right now? And where you are, as your parents say, God, would you strengthen us? Would you strengthen us to live in response and not to live in reaction, oh God? Hallelujah. Where you are, say, God, hallelujah, speak to us, oh God. As we have made you our inspiration, would you give us the instruction as to what we need to do so we can recover all? I want to declare, even as you are crying out and as you are praying, you will pursue, you will overtake and you will recover all because our God is a redeemer our God is a restorer who raises you up to recover it all so just where you are where you are ask God to to speak to you right now where you are and as you're praying and crying out to God I believe and we want to release hallelujah words from the Lord promises from the Lord impressions from the Lord visions from the Lord where you are hallelujah to receive God's instruction as you made the Lord your inspiration hallelujah and we want to release right now how that God God would equip you, hallelujah, with what you have given to revive others on the way so that you can recover it all. Hallelujah. What you do to others who can't pay you back, God will put it into your account and God will reward you and God will pay you back. So Father, we come in Jesus' name and we want to release your mighty power. We want to release your mighty grace. We want to release a supernatural strength that comes from you, the source of our strength, oh God. I pray that in our weakness, your strength will be made perfect, oh God. I pray that you're all grace will begin to abound and overflow in the name of Jesus where there has been in Jesus name oh God where there has been pain there will be peace oh God where there has been stress Lord God we pray that you will bring about your comfort oh God where there has been fear you will replace it with faith in the name of Jesus and we pray for an arising on the inside to take place in the lives of your people where you are raising your people to recover it all in the name of Jesus so God we want to bless your people we, we thank you for those who have served during this time of pandemic because they love you and they love your people. Now, Lord, release a double portion of your grace and blessing upon everyone in the name of Jesus, O God. And we give you glory and honor that we will pursue, we will overtake, and we will recover all. And all God's people say amen and amen. God bless each and every one of you. Bye.
things are possible. There's no broken body you can raise, no soul that you can save. All things are possible. The darkest night, you can light it up. You can light it up. Oh, God of revival, let hope arise. Death is overcome. You've already won. Hey, Tab family, thanks for joining us this week. We'll see you next week, but don't forget, share this video with your friends as well, all right? Have a wonderful week in Jesus. God bless you.